0: Does praising a child make them conceited or spoiled? Many parents are afraid of praising their child. There are articles on the internet that will say, Don't overpraise your child. Or there may be parents who say, If my child is behaving well and then I say something, I might distract them and then they'll end up misbehaving. There are also people who have told me, You know, when we were kids, our parents never praised us. They just told us what we need to do to improve. And you know how I know that I did well? I know this because my parents are finally quiet. So imagine, they grew up without hearing praise from their parents. And the only way that they know they're doing it right is if their parents are silent. And because that's how they were raised, they believe that that's the best way to raise kids. Now, let's examine this question about praise in this episode of the Discerning Parenting Podcast.
1: Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything. And yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family.
0: In this episode, we talk about does praising a child make them conceited or spoiled? And there are different opinions to this. There are some who believe that, We need to praise kids, sometimes to the extent that every single thing that a child does may need a ton of lavish praise or they may believe that every child deserves a medal for everything that they do. While on the other extreme, there are people who are always afraid of overpraising to the point that they'd rather keep silent or having grown up not being praised as a child. The concept of Praising a child for something that, oh, they need to do that anyway. They need to pack their toys anyway. They need to brush their teeth anyway. Why do I need to praise them for it? So let's examine this question from a discerning parenting perspective. If we want our kids to improve their behavior, we need to notice it when they're doing it right. What we see is that what gets noticed gets repeated, and what is ignored can eventually be extinguished. If we're worried about overpraising our kids to the point that we don't notice it if they're doing it right, what might happen is it's their misbehavior that gets noticed and we don't want that. We want to notice our kids when they are doing it well. Let's look at this analogy. Have you played any sport that involves hitting a target like basketball or playing darts? Will you ever learn that sport If let's say you shoot and then you never actually see if you've hit the target. For example, you're trying to throw a ball and then you don't see the basket, so you don't even know if the ball went in or not. Or you're playing tennis and you don't even know whether or not you were able to hit the ball where you want to hit it. No, you're not going to improve that way. And similarly, noticing our kids' positive behavior and giving praise is the equivalent of showing them. That they have hit the target. Now, a few years ago, there was a research project where psychologists divided 95 kids. These were kids 5 to 6 years old. They divided these kids into four groups. And then they praised each group in different ways. Now, these four ways were called verbal trait, verbal effort, verbal ambiguous, and gestural. So, what is an example of verbal trait? For example, a child has a good drawing. Praising the trait would be something like, wow, you were a good drawer. Praising using verbal effort would be saying something like, oh, you did a good drawing. So, you're looking at the child's effort. Verbal ambiguous would be something like, yeah. And gestural praise would be giving a thumbs up or a high five. And what were the results? Just like in previous studies, if you praise the effort by saying something like, oh, you worked hard, was more effective than praising traits like, you're so smart. But you know what? What is surprising? Even ambiguous praise, like saying, yeah, or awesome, was actually more effective than praising traits. So sometimes we're afraid of overpraising. I guess the kind of overpraising that we may need to be wary of would be praising the traits. And that is something that we can see quite often. I guess because they're the easiest to praise. I notice how a lot of kids are praised mainly for their appearance, like, oh, you are so cute. Well, there's nothing wrong in well meaning people saying that. But we do not stop there. And more than being praised for things like appearance or something that they have no control over. If we're worried about overpraising, what we focus on is praising them for the effort when they do something specific that we agree with. For example, they took turns playing a toy with a sibling. Wow, I saw how you took turns playing with your sister. That's wonderful. Then we notice that. And you know what was surprising in that research that I mentioned? What was most motivating to these young kids? It was actually gestures. So even things like giving a high five, giving a hug, giving a huge smile, communicates to them that that is the target behavior that they will aim for. And that's especially true with our toddlers. Praise does not have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be over the top. Wow, you get a medal for doing this all of the time. Simple actions like a smile, a hug, or a high five can already mean a lot to them. Remember, if we truly take the time to observe, every child has something worthy of praise. Even if we feel that some kids may be misbehaving a lot, sometimes I hear this child misbehaves all the time. If we look hard, there is always a win to be acknowledged. And I guess that's why it can take more effort for us parents to praise effort. Because we really have to be observant. And we have to catch those moments. Those moments where, for example, they noticed that somebody else was upset and they tried to offer comfort. Or those moments that they showed concern. or. They could have had a tantrum, but you see them visibly trying to regulate themselves. It takes observation and connection with our kids to be able to spot those moments and notice them. But if we want them to learn, if we want them to be resilient, these are exactly the moments that we need to notice. So when praising your child, remember the acronym STAR. S-T-A-R. First, we want praise to be specific. Label the behavior that your child did. For example, you can say, thank you for packing away your toys. That is better than simply saying, you're the best and the brightest. It's better to say something like, I love how you tried to answer the teacher's question. And second letter T for timely. Many times we notice kids only when there's something wrong. But remember, as we said earlier, Whatever gets noticed gets repeated. Also, young kids need immediate feedback. So notice what your child did, then acknowledge it right away. And letter A, actions. Praise the actions. Notice the effort, even if it's not perfect. Remember, kids are still learning. And finally, letter R, responsive. Look your child in the eye. Give a smile, give a hug, or do a high five. So there, that's the star for praising your child. Specific, timely, praising actions, and being responsive. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to discerningparenting.com toolkit and get our free parenting toolkit, which is a set of guides for parents of kids age 5 and below. This episode is an excerpt from our coming book, The Discerning Parent's Guide to Toddler Behavior. So. If you sign up for our mailing list, you'll be among the first to know when the book is out. So be sure to follow the Discerning Parenting podcast for more helpful episodes like this to help you make better parenting decisions for calmer, more confident, and more joyful parenting. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, head over to discerningparenting.com toolkit and sign up for your free parenting toolkit.